Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. One of the things that I am extremely thankful for are the relationships that I have with other pastors in our community. And one of the pastors I'm extremely honored to have an awesome relationship is with my brother right here, Reverend James Gilbert, who uh, pastors at Meeks Chapel and also Fame Missionary AME Church uh, in Fate. And uh, we have worked together for the past couple of years. Uh, uh, we love having uh, the Fame and Meeks family join with us on during Jam on Wednesday nights, and we're we're looking to uh, broaden and expand that to really work on the relationships that we have with one another, and also looking and working with the relationships that we have across cultural and and racial boundaries. So uh, we were thankful that 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 James is here. We're thankful that Jada is here and Manea is here. So we are so glad that you are with us, uh, worshiping with us today. And I'm going to ask my brother to stand up, and I'm going to lift him up in prayer, and then he's going to take off and go. Not go, but (laughs) message-wise. So let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you for my brother, and I thank you for the words that you have so graciously given to him. I pray that you allow your Holy Spirit to rest on him and the words of his mouth. Give honor and glory to you and allows us the opportunity to grow as your disciples. So, Lord, we lift this prayer up to you. In the name of Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Would you give a nice word city welcome to Reverend James Gilbert. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I hope I didn't blow y'all too far out of the building with a little different type of music, amen. (laughs) It is in your hymnal, amen. And if you look in your hymnal, the scripture reference is Romans chapter 8, and it's a beautiful scripture reference that happens to go with the song. The song says, there ain't but one train that's on this track. That means there's not a white train, there's not a black train. There's not a Hispanic train. Come on, somebody give me some amen so we can. Amen. If y'all amen, you can get out for two, before two hours is up. Amen. There we go. <laughs> Pastor Chris and I were at a beautiful celebration yesterday, and I, we kind of took bets on how long the service was going to last. I think I won. <laughs> amen. Um, but uh, it's so good to be with you all. And I pray that you all will be um, able to help me push this wagon up the hill, and then we'll ride down together. How's that sound? Amen? So if you would, um, you can go ahead and put the first slide up, uh, my brother. But if you would, we're going to be going from Acts chapter 17 initially. Acts chapter 17, Pastor Chris mentioned what's going on over in the eastern area of our country in Russia, and it's amazing that... Um, those are brothers fighting. Amen? Th- these are brothers. Amen? These are like uh, Jacob and Esau, right? Amen? 
This is, this is the same exact thing. This is not anything different. And it's amazing how we fight and conflict with each other. And we don't need a color of our skin to fight, do we? We just are nasty, filthy, rotten sinners. That's why we need the blood. Amen? I want to acknowledge my beautiful sunshine on a cloudy day. Amen? The one I used to sing, could it be I'm falling in love? Amen. Some of y'all might remember that song. Amen. But um, Sister Manea, would you just stand for a second real quick? I know she's not been feeling well, but my lovely wife. No, I won't ask her to greet us in Cherokee because she says, James. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. She speaks pretty fluent Cherokee. We're so grateful to be in your midst. Acts chapter 17 and verse 26. Amen. And this is one verse that united me and Pastor Chris together. Acts chapter 17 and verse 26. You can see it on your screen. Do you mind if we read that together? Can you all yell that out at me if I start us out? Amen? Amen. Let's go ahead and let's start together. Ready? And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth. Amen. For a moment, I want to speak to you on the topic of bloodlines. Bloodlines. And as you can see from the subtopic, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Let us bow in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you and praise you and bless you and worship you for all that you have done. I thank you so beautifully, so much for my beautiful wife, oh Lord. Thank you for her wonderful mixture of her blood. And Lord God, I thank you for those that are here that are brothers and sisters of mine that may not look like me, but they are still got the same blood I have, the blood of Jesus. And so God, help us to understand what it really means to be in this earth, in our skin, to be covered by um, some of the same exact physical um, traits as our other brothers and sisters that have a different skin tone. And yet, Lord, how is it that we sometimes get it mixed up and think that that's the reason why we shouldn't get along? Help us, O oh Lord, to unite under the blood of Jesus and to realize that if we don't get a transfusion, none of us are going to make it. A transfusion from that fountain that flowed from Emmanuel's veins. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, if there's somebody here that would need to renew themselves toward you, to re kindle their fire with you, and maybe even for the first time accept you. I pray, Lord, that I do my job, because when I die and stand before you, neither one of the people in this room can help me. Only you that is watching can judge. So although I don't want to offend anyone, God, I especially don't want to offend you if somebody needs to hear how they can be saved. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Bloodlines. Bloodlines. Is Sister Mariana in the house today? Is she here? There she is. Praise the Lord. I had a good talk with her. She's a, a, a nurse, and uh, she's actually Sister Joe Nell's sister. And I won't tell you what she said about you, Sister Joe. Um, <laughs> we'll keep that private. But um, 
we were talking about um, the different things in our, our culture and our body and how things work. My wife's a nurse, and we have some really good talks. The only thing I'm frustrated with her about with our 25-year marriage here is I wish she would have wrote a book about it because she's valedictorian of her nursing school, and she could really blow this out of the water. But she's wanting me to do some of the hard work, so I'd make her do all the grunt work. So I guess that's, that's fair. Amen. Blood. What is so special about blood? Matter of fact, in your hymnals, you guys talk about blood. There is a fountain filled with? Well, some of y'all have been reading that. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the? You've been teaching them, Pastor Chris. There's a number of songs that we sing, and this is why Paul a lot of times says we're fools. We believe that blood is going to get us into heaven. Ain't that something? Only in the Christian faith. I was talking to an Islamic guy who's really deep into Islam, and he's a wonderful guy, and I was asking him about Kurbani. Kurbani is their version of sacrifice, where they sacrifice their animals and things. And I asked him, I says, why don't you guys do that much anymore? And he says, you know what, um, Reverend Gilbert, we should do that more. I don't know. We've just kind of gotten away from it. I says, yeah, I can imagine why. We've gotten away from it, too. We just got Jesus. We don't have to sacrifice. Amen? Somebody should have shouted right there. I'm trying to get us out of here, Chris, but amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Because of the blood of Jesus, we don't have to celebrate Kurbani, which the, the Muslims have to do, and they don't do it near as much as they're supposed to. And the reason we don't do it is because it's almost impossible to do. As a matter of fact, there's a scripture where Paul and Barnabas met with Peter and James and John and talked about what do we want all these people to do that are Gentiles, this different group of people who have different blood that are wanting to come into the Christian faith. What do we want them to do? Do we want them to do these sacrifices? Do we want them to get circumcised? Do we want them to do this and that? And I believe it was Peter, no, I think it was James that stood up and says, look, for thousands of years we've been trying to do this and we can't do it. Why should we make the Gentiles? Somebody should give God some praise. Amen. Blood. Blood. We have some interesting characteristics that we've discovered as we've advanced in science about blood. I'm going to ask for my little prop here, and I don't know. I, I better be careful about getting away from a mic, I guess. I should stay right here probably. Um, I'm used to walking around a lot. So <laughs> if there's – is this mic work? Yeah. Try not to mess your, your broadcast up too much. If I could get um, Brother uh, – Gilkerson, Brother Dean, would you come on up here? Yeah. And I would ask Brother Brandon, but he's busy. So uh, I'm sorry, either Brother Andy or Brother uh, Ellis, or uh, Brother, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Melody, would you come on up? Amen. Good to see you, Brother Andy. Good to see you. That's what, that's what happens when you come over and actually work at our church. 
these men have been working to, to help us with our church, and we, we're very grateful for that. You got to line up over here. Over, I'll put you right here, and then Brother Gilkinson. Sorry, you got to get right in front of me. You, you're the bad. You're the bad kid. And <laughs> okay, blood. Now I'm not gonna because of HIPAA. I'm not gonna ask them their blood types because people get off funny about that. But I will tell you mine. I have an, I have a unique blood type. I have a blood type that's pretty interesting. I have a blood type that allows me to save anybody's life in this room. If y'all need it. Can y'all guess what blood type I'm in, I am? There we, somebody said it over here, O negative. Amen, O negative. I'm type O. Now, we're just going to, for, for um, sake of the, the, the sermon, we're going to say you're A, you're B, and you're AB. Amen? Now, what's interesting about, and, and, and of course there's others, there's, there's, there's some other things my wife and Mariana could tell you about that, we're not going to go that deep, though, for now. We're just talking about the importance of understanding who our Father really is and how blood works. It's interesting that this man, if he's dying, cannot give him blood. But I can. <laughs> and I, I don't know the whole thing about A.B. I, I think, see... He can, he can give them, but they can't give him, or is it the other way around? He's A.B. I'm telling the story. Okay. Thank you, Mayor, former mayor, spoken like a true politician. Get it right, James. I heard you. Um, I believe if he's B, he can, can he give him an A? He can't? He can't, Mariana? Oh, okay, he can't. Okay. Sorry, you're, just, you're, you're, you're out of luck, my brother. So, but guess who can? I can. Amen? If this man, Andy, if he's dying, they can't help him. Are y'all hearing me? But guess who can? Now, I want you to understand something. How is it that a white man could need a kidney and his own son might not be able to give it to him, but maybe I can. What's God trying to teach us? Now, we didn't know this back in the 20s too much. We, we kind of had problems with this science. But if God is telling us through his creative genius that the outside doesn't save the inside, why do we act the way we act? Amen? Give him a hand. That's, that's good. Good to see you. As we look at the scripture, there's some interesting things about blood. And I want to quickly go through. Let's see. What time do you usually get out? Nine. Amen. Nine thirty. Oh, wow. That's pretty quick. So I'm going to quickly go through this. One of the things that's very interesting about our blood in the Scripture is that Jesus made it very clear that your earthly blood or your ancestry cannot save you. 
Matter of fact, he made a statement that God could raise up from rocks children of Abraham. He doesn't need our blood. Amen? As a matter of fact, if we would look at John chapter 8, you can go to the next slide. If you would look at John chapter 8, you will see some very interesting things about what Jesus said to the people that were trying to accuse him. In John chapter 8, we see that there's a problem with family. There's a problem with the family of Abraham. And he says that you are not acting like your family. That's what he tells us. And when we look at this whole thing about blood, we look at the first chapter of Matthew, the genealogy of Jesus, we see some very interesting things that are in the bloodline of Jesus. It's very crazy that the women that are listed in the genealogy of Jesus are not children of Abraham. Have you ever noticed that? Except for Mary. You've got a Canaanite. You've got a Hittite. You've got um, a Moabite. Amen? Did y'all know that? Ruth, Tamar. As a matter of fact, Rahab was a prostitute. And in the New Testament, she's still called a prostitute even though she gave up her prostitution. Because the, the Bible's trying to get us to understand that we need grace and God gives grace and God forgives all and it don't matter what you look like. And he's tired of us dividing over something that can't save us and help us. Martin Luther King Jr., like I mentioned last year, sat inside of a, a jail and wrote that letter asking for preachers of another culture to help. And he received silence because of the fear. Because of the fear of some of those KKK members that knew these preachers and were in some of these preachers' churches. Amen. And we, praise God, have been able to overcome a lot of these things, but there had to be pain. There had to be death. There had to be suffering. In the book of Exodus, the Bible tells us, as you see, that we're not supposed to mistreat people who come from another land. That word stranger there is the Hebrew word gerer. And gerer means someone that could be from another land and someone that's not necessarily native grown or native born or in the ruling body. And he says we're not supposed to oppress them. We're not supposed to, to treat them in any sort of way because God tells Israel, you were in Egypt as Gerer. Now, in Matthew, we see where Jesus is dialoguing with these people that think that they're going to get into heaven because of Abraham being their father. And he says, he says to them, you guys have a lot of problems. You have no idea what you're talking about. You don't even know where you came from. And then they say this. And 839, our father is Abraham, they replied. And look at what Jesus says. If you were Abraham's children, you would do what Abraham did. Very interesting. You can be the son of your father and not be the son of your father. Did I get anybody's attention? You can be related to someone and not be related to him. As a matter of fact, Paul said, not all Israel is what? Of Israel. He's trying to get the point across. Next, next slide. He's trying to get us to understand that we need to look past what we can see. That first slide I had up there was of two young ladies 
they're dark and light, just about as much as white, a white paper and, and black ink. But they're twins. Y'all ever heard of that? There's a number of those out there. You can Google it. Out of the same mother on the same day, around the same time, and look like two totally different families. Amen? There's a reason why we have problems with this. It's called sin. We have sin. And Ephesians tells us that there is a sin that has caused us to have to live in a mystery. In Ephesians chapter 3, he says there's a mystery of the Messiah. And he also goes on to say this mystery is that we all are going to be able to inherit heaven together. Somebody said a shout at amen so we can get out of here. Amen. amen. This mystery was hidden from the foundation of the world. God kept it hidden from those who he wanted to keep it hidden from. And what really blows me away is in verse 10, he says, this mystery is being used through us to teach angels. Did y'all see that? Did you know that you loving me is training angels? And if you don't love me, you are not a good teacher. Hello, somebody. The Bible says that me loving you from a different culture is putting my angels and even the demons in class to learn who God is. Can you imagine God using us to train the authorities and the rulers and the principalities and the powers? That's mind-boggling. And if you only touch somebody that looks like you, you're not teaching any angel anything. And when you get to heaven, you will be miserable at your report card. I'm ready to close. I want you to understand. I want you to understand who your daddy really is. Who your daddy really is. They used to have a thing, a billboard up, because there's a number of people that go out having babies and they run away and uh, you would get the blood test from this company and then you could bring it to court and then they could prove. Y'all know, some of y'all are shaking your heads. Y'all know, 1-800-Who's-Your-Daddy? You ever heard of those? Well, there's a story real quick in the book of Genesis. One of the women in the bloodline of Jesus' his name is Tamar. Tamar was picked by Judah. This is what's interesting. Thus, one of the children of Israel, Judah, one of the, the sons, one of the brothers of Jacob, son of Jacob, picked Tamar, who was a Canaanite. She's not an Israelite. He picked her for his son. The Bible says his son was an idiot and God killed him. Just read it. I'm not making it up. Genesis chapter 38. Then because of the law, his brother was supposed to marry his dead brother's wife, because back then, if you had been left alone as a young woman, you're probably going to get raped or killed or both. Amen? And nobody wanted to marry. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? And so Ur died because God killed him, the Bible says. And then Onan was supposed to marry Ur. Judas, Judas says, go get your, go get your um, 
your brother's wife, and you need to fulfill your duty and, and take her as your wife. And he's like, no, I don't want my brother's. I won't say the words. We're in church. And Judah's like, no, you got to do this. So Onan, the Bible says, emitted without causing pregnancy. I tried to make it rated G, Pastor. So he got the pleasure without the responsibility, and the Bible said God got frustrated at him and killed him. Now, that's kind of interesting. God kills one brother, he kills the other brother, and they're marrying these, this woman from Canaan. You know, they, they didn't like women anyway, hardly, and now you got a Canaanite woman? Onan's like, I'm not doing it. And God says, okay, how'd that work out for you? You're dead, and he's dead. Judah had one more son, talking about blood, one more son from his bloodline that was younger. And the Bible says Judah reasoned in his mind, I'm not doing this with my other son. I don't want him to die. I'll just tell her to wait. So he tells her to wait until he's older. Well, he gets older and older and older. And the Bible says God took Judah's wife. Now, this is an interesting story. God is really, really interested in us understanding about blood. You see, the fact that he did not use his blood to give her a child, to give her a husband, ticked God off. He thought he was better. She's just a Canaanite woman. You know how they are. Come on. She's just a prostitute. Who cares? Don't, don't, it doesn't matter what you do. Sex trafficking is crazy in our country. And I blame us. Their church. We need to stand up. And so what happens? Judah thinks he's okay. His wife dies, and he sees his daughter-in-law out in the middle of a, of a field because she hears that he's lied to her, so she dresses up like a prostitute. Judah now doesn't have a wife. Judah's been a while without any companionship. Judah sees what he thinks is a prostitute, and Judah goes up to her and says, how much? She says, what you got? He says, I don't have anything, but I'll give you a goat. Girls, don't ever say that. <laughs> don't ever let a guy tell you I'll give you a goat. Nothing. Point them to your father. Amen. <laughs> and, and she says, well, where's the goat? I don't have it with me, but I'll bring it to you. No, 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 no. <laughs> How many girls have been told, I love you, I love you, I love you. Just come on. I promise. I'll marry you. I promise. And then nothing. That doesn't happen in Texas. Okay, I'm from Indiana. I see that all the time in Chicago. So they go. he gives her his signet ring or his signet. He gives her his cord. He gives her his staff. He goes ahead. He has his pleasure. She gets pregnant. He hears that she's pregnant. And now they tell him he doesn't know who she is because she's covered up like a prostitute. She's, she's okay. He doesn't know. He just actually did something with his own daughter-in-law. He doesn't know that. And so he goes out, and he says, they say, hey, Judah, you know your daughter-in-law has played the har harlot. I didn't say the wrong word. And you can now get her. And Judah says, bring her out. Let's burn her. And so they bring her out. They drag her out in front of the city. And she goes, okay, let me just tell you who the daddy is. And they, Judah goes, oh, all right. Judah says, she's been more righteous than me. God 
comes and saves her. There's sin that had happened. Then there's a secret Judas covering up. But God brings salvation. We've had secrets in our country long enough. We've had blood on our hands. It's time for us to look for salvation beyond the blood. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I can remember Ebony and Ivory living together in perfect harmony, side by side on my piano keyboard. Oh, Lord, why don't we? Let us bow in prayer. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. Have mercy upon us as we try to do your will. We ask that you would forgive us for thinking our physical blood is more important than the blood of Jesus. Help us to teach our angels by grabbing someone from another culture and giving them a hug or a handshake or buying their lunch or doing something for their family. When we see that girl out there from another culture maybe that needs a hand because she's come up in a system or in an area where she's not had much support, if we see descendants of slaves that could use help, Lord God, forgive us for not teaching our angels and training our demons about who you really are. Now, Lord, if there's somebody here that doesn't know you, that needs you, I pray that today they would confess and ask you into their heart. With every head bowed and eye closed, nobody looking around quickly, how many of you would say, Pastor Gilbert, pray for me to help train my angel better? Pray for me to be intentional about reaching out to people across those lines. Is there anybody would say, pray for me? Just raise your hand up and down again. Anybody? God bless you. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you all over this place. God bless you. Anybody else? God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. I see that hand. I can bless you. You can lay them down. I see those hands. Praise the Lord. Dear Lord, I pray that these ones, especially that have raised their hands and others, would have the strength and the power and the gumption and the, the fortitude and the intentionality to realize that they are training principalities and powers that are watching them about who you are. Now, if there's somebody here that would say, Pastor Gilbert, I want to make sure I'm going to heaven and I'm not sure. The Bible says if you just accept Jesus Christ, his atoning blood, confess your sin and believe in your heart that God raised him for the dead for you, that you will have a blood transfusion and you'll be in a different family. If you say, Pastor Gilbert, pray for me to make sure that I have the right blood, that I have the right daddy. If that's you, just raise your hand up and down again. Anybody, anybody. God bless you. Anybody, anybody. Anybody else? God bless you. I see that. Anybody? God bless you. God bless you. Father, as we all have our heads bowed and eyes closed, there's been at least four or so hands that have gone up, Lord God, that you see. You've seen them all. You've seen their hearts. You know what is in their heart. You know what they're thinking. I don't. But, Lord, they may have had thoughts about people that don't look like them because of the way the culture is. It's very easy to get that way. But now they're making a bold step, God. They're asking for you to cleanse them of any thoughts, words, or deeds that have been unacceptable in thy sight. And they want you 
to bring them with your blood into their kingdom, into their fold. And they want to make sure that they've confessed and believed in their heart that, God, you raised up Jesus from the dead after he shed his blood. So I pray, Lord God, especially for these ones, that you would touch their hearts, cleanse them of all their sins, forgive them of all thoughts, words, and deeds that they've ever done, past, present, and future. And we give you glory for what you've done and what you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give God some praise in the house.